Welcome to the Dirty Water Podcast, episode 27. This is Billy. Uh, Chris is not able to join me today. We had some schedule conflicts. You got a uh, full episode of him last week talking about uh, the NFL Conference Championship games. Uh, This week you have me on a mostly basketball-focused episode. Also, we're going to sprinkle in some hockey futures, uh, start talking about that as well. Um, no football this week. Super Bowl is coming next weekend, so we'll have a full Super Bowl preview for you next week. Um, but just me in a quick episode. Promise you I'll be under 30 minutes today. Okay, let's start with a recap of last week. Again, last week, Chris went on Instagram Live, did his quick super uh, preview of our NFL championship game picks. Um, I gave you a bunch of picks on my end. He gave you two spread picks. Uh, we both had excellent excellent weeks i was six and one total uh perfect on my over under picks three and oh on my player props um but of course where it matters is chris and i's rivalry which is where i went one and one um so that brings me to chris so if i went one and one chris was one game behind or i think we were tied going into that so Chris uh, went perfect on his spread picks. Um, so despite me going six and one, I can only count the one and one because that's what we're uh, we're counting records on spreads, not on player props, other bets like that. Those are just fun for me to give you. So Chris going two and zero on the spreads last week means he is one game ahead of me going into the Super Bowl. So what we'll do next week is uh, he has offered kindly to give me a chance to, to catch up and surpass him. We will pick both the spread and the over-under. Um, again, we'll get that for you next week. But very, very tight race to decide who had the better season as a whole between Chris and I. Um, so, yeah, that's all we picked last week. One thing I do want to point out, too, uh, this was a pick from episode 18, actually. Uh, I gave you guys some futures picks on NFC. Uh, teams to make the Super Bowl, um, both Green Bay and Tampa Bay were in my futures. Tampa Bay obviously won that game, um, but hopefully you followed me there. That was a plus 1,100 winner, so hopefully you followed me there. Great odds on that. Um, that's it for the recap. Okay, let's jump to the National Hockey League. First time we're talking about hockey on the podcast for this season. Um, we are a few games into the season so far. Most Teams have played seven or eight games. Um, We have a big matchup today, Um, Caps-Bruins. We'll talk about that at the end. But let's start with the futures picks. Kind of, you know, we we always do this at the beginning of previewing a sport that comes back for for its season, talking about who's the favorites, what are the lines, what do we like. Um, So let's run through for Stanley Cup champions for the 2021 season. Let's start with a little preview of the top. I don't know, 10 teams or so and what odds they have. And I'll give you a couple that I like here. So in order of most favorite to least favorite, we have Vegas Golden Knights and Colorado Avalanche are at the top with plus 700. Very, very close behind them is the Tampa Bay Lightning plus 750. So those three are kind of, you know, the top three. And then there's a little gap in the odds here to the Toronto Maple Leafs at plus 1,000. And then another big gap um, to... The next kind of bracket of teams, which is the Flyers, the Bruins, and the Canadians are all at plus 1,400. Um, 
Let's see here. Then the Caps are at plus 1,800. And then there's a slew of teams at 2,000, which is the Hurricanes, the Penguins, the Blues, and the Stars. So I think that's a little more than 10 teams. But again, in order, Vegas, Colorado, Tampa Bay, Toronto, Philly, Boston, Montreal, Caps, and then Carolina, Pittsburgh, St. Louis, Dallas. So let me give you a pick from the top three teams, Vegas, Colorado, Tampa Bay, and then I'll give you something from that kind of next bracket of teams, maybe two teams from that next bracket. Starting at the top, I mean, look, all three of these teams were very, very good teams last year. Vegas, Colorado, and Tampa Bay were, were all you know Stanley Cup playoff teams. Um, Colorado, I think, made the biggest jump. Tampa Bay has been a, a – and really – Vegas as well has have both been very competitive teams. Um, you know, Vegas has, has been in the mix since they played, even the season before they played the Caps in the, the finals, uh, 2018, I believe. So, you know, all three of these teams are, are have been good last season, uh, return a lot of guys. Um, I would say I, I'm actually I'm really struggling with picking a team of that that top three bracket. Um I really think it's tough to go back-to-back in the NHL, so I'm going to leave Tampa Bay out of it. My pick will be Vegas. Um, I think they've been there. They have playoff experience, um, and I, I think this is the year they could get it done. So I'll take Vegas from that top group, and let's jump to this middle section. I do have a couple picks that I really like from the middle section. The one that I like the most is the Maple Leafs. Um, at, at plus a thousand, I, I, they have looked so good so far this season. Their offense is electric. They're putting up a lot of points. Um, I think they stand a good chance to get, you know, making a deep playoff run here. I think plus a thousand is good odds for them. I kind of expected them to be closer to those top three. Um, so I love the Leafs. Um, obviously there's this little, uh, you know, uh, mantra against the Canadian teams haven't won the cup in a while. Um, not saying they're going to, but I think plus a thousand for odds on Toronto is pretty good. Looking at this next bracket of teams, I'll give you one more pick here. Uh, more of a long shot. I like the Hurricanes. Uh, Sebastian Ajo is a fast, fast skater. Those guys know how to to put points on the board too. So. Uh, I'm going to go with the Hurricanes at plus 2,000. Again, more of a long shot pick, but I, I like the way that they play hockey. They're very physical, very fast. So um, taking the Hurricanes plus 2,000. All right, let's get into the preview of the game today. Uh, the two leaders atop the East Division right now with uh, 13 and 11 points, the Bruins and the Caps. The Caps have 13 points. The Bruins have 11 um, Bruins on a four-game win, win streak, Caps on a two-game win streak. Uh, the line for today's game is Bruins minus 150, Caps are plus 130. Um, again, I have Chris's picks for you. Obviously, he can't uh, can't be here recording with me, but this is a fun rivalry for he and I. Um, and and you know, for most people listening here, most of you guys are either Boston sports fans because you like Dirty Water, or your DC sports fans because you live near Dirty Water. Um, so a little fun rivalry for us. We're always going to pick the, the DC Boston games when they're on. Uh, I, as you guys probably know, I'm a huge caps fan, Chris and dirty water as a whole are pulling for the Bruins. Um, but is that how we're going to bet, um, in a not very surprising twist of fate? No. Um, 
Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. We're we're absolutely pulling for the same teams that we uh that that we like here. I like the Caps at plus one thirty. To me, this is more of a pick 'em kind of game. I was really gonna take whoever the underdog was, but I love that I get to root for my team here um, at plus one thirty. Uh, you know, the Caps are a little different than than what we've seen in the past. No Braden Holtby in the net. That has been a, a source of frustration for the Capitals so far this season. They have let up. Um, 26 goals allowed over eight games, which is pretty, pretty high. Um, they are scoring more than they're letting up, though, uh, which is how they ended up at the top of the division. But, you know, goaltending has been a source of frustration so far. Um, the Bruins, on the other hand, Capitals are a high-scoring team. Bruins are a low-scoring team, relatively low at least. Um, 22 goals for, 13 goals allowed. Uh, Chris is going to take them at minus 150. You know, he just thinks that, that that defense that the Bruins have can keep the Capitals from scoring, um, and, and that really will be the matchup, right? Is it, can the Caps defense, can the Caps offense overcome the Bruins defense? Um, so we will see. I mean, 13 goals allowed in the season is one of the lowest in the league for the Bruins. So, um, you know, they're for real. Um, it should be a great matchup. Uh, the other pick I have for you again, this won't be you know on the record in the sense that I do trust it and believe in it. But you know, if, if we start keeping records for season hockey picks, I won't include my over unders. But I do like the over in this game. Again, the narrative here is um, Caps offense, Bruins defense. Uh, the Caps are letting up the third most total points in the league, total goals scored in the league, including goals for and against. Um, and the, the Bruins ha- are are letting up the least goals, but they're you know they're scoring in the twenties as well. Goals fourth in seven games, so I, I really think that we're going to see points here. The over under is five and a half for goals. Uh, I could see this being a four two or even a five three, four three hockey game. So I you know I'm I'm going I'm going over five and a half here. I just mostly on the the capitals lack of of goaltending um experience so that's what i'm taking there let's see we are done with hockey caps bruins watch it this afternoon let's move to basketball for the rest of the episode um two different kinds of basketball here we'll start with the nba do college hoops next let's do a little check-in um on the futures odds in the nba so when we last gave you NBA futures odds, let me flip back in my pages here. It was episode 22, so five weeks ago. Um, Chris and I both liked the Lakers to win the finals at plus 275. The Lakers are now plus 240, so uh, you would have gotten better odds riding with us when we gave it to you at the time than you would now. Not by much, 275 and 240, but... You know, if you bet 100 bucks, that's $35 different uh, in the payout. Then, let's see, in the East, I had the Nets as my favorite. This was obviously pre-James Harden trade. Um, and then Chris had the Bucks. So I, I like the Nets, you know, with Kyrie and KD before Harden was there. Harden has shown that I think he's made them a, a better team. Their offense is very dynamic. It's so tough to guard three guys. Um, but the Nets, after being 250 when we picked to win the East, they are now plus 130. So a pretty big jump. Uh, you know, the money you would get now if you bet on them is half of what you would have gotten when uh, I picked them before. Uh, Chris's Bucks bet dropped in value. 
So when it was plus 230 before, you can now get it for plus 300. Um, then let's jump to the West. Both Chris and I liked the Lakers and the Mavs. There, the Lakers were plus 140. They're now plus 115. So again, you should have rode with us before. Um, and the Mavs went from plus 100 to plus 1300. So their odds dropped slightly. Um, but on a whole, it looks like, you know, again, I think about futures like stocks. It seems like most of the, you know, I, at least my picks on Lakers, Nets, and Lakers to win the finals um, have all, you know, before was the, the, the time to take them. Um, we'll see again, kind of like stocks by the dips. If a, if a team goes on a little slide, but you think it's just a temporary slide, that's where I would pick up those futures odds. Okay. Let's get in. We're only going to pick one game today. Again, with basketball lines only come out about 24 hours before the game. So we can only pick games that exist, uh, within the next 24 hours of when we record. Um, no doubt the game of the day today on Saturday, January 30th is the Lakers and the Celtics. Um, this is, you know, one of the most historic rivalries in the NBA, uh, one of the most decorated franchises, or, or both of the most decorated franchises in the NBA going at each other. And, you know, this year especially, the, these are two teams that are real contenders. Um, Lakers, you know, we obviously talked about are still the odds-on NBA Finals championship favorites. Uh, the Celtics are a top three, four odds team to come out of the East and play the Lakers in the Finals if they make it there. So great matchup here. The line is two and a half. Um, personally, I just, I, I have to go with the Lakers. I, you know, looking at the injury report, there's no significant, you know, COVID impact here. There's no significant injury impact. LeBron and AD are listed as questionable with the same injury they've been listed with for the past few games. So they're going to play through them, especially in a matchup with the Celtics. Um, Celtics don't have any major people out. So, you know, we, we will see these two teams going at it with basically full force. So it'll be a great game to watch. I'm riding Lakers minus two and a half. I just think LeBron and AD, their experience with, you know, championship run last year, LeBron's experience for his whole fucking career, um, is going to carry them through this game. LeBron knows how to close out games late. Celtics are a little younger, um, but they are very explosive. Tatum and Brown are great players. I mean, Tatum is is going to be a league MVP. Uh, I don't know if that's a hot take or not, but I truly believe he is going to be a league MVP in the next, I don't know, five years. Um, very talented player. Uh, they've got the pieces, again, to, to make a playoff run, in my opinion. Chris is going to ride with them. Um, I think in his eyes, you know, this is a, a – game that should be more of a pick um but obviously you know he's taking the underdog at two and a half run with his boston boys i have less you know of a personal opinion on this but i'm taking lakers two and a half i, I just think they're gonna show up and prove to people why they are the favorites here um so yeah that's our pick i, I don't have an over under here uh, i just didn't didn't love it either way um the lakers have shown that they can put up points and also sometimes have you know solid defense so inconsistent so far with overs and unders this one's 218 and a half i just yeah i don't, I don't love it either way if i took anything it'd be the over but um i'm not going on record there um chris sent me some comments wanted to make on the season um so far he loves talking about basketball so let me let me give you some of his thoughts here not on this game but just on the season as a whole um 
Embiid is having an incredible season with Doc Rivers coaching him. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. He he has been one of the lead, leading MVP candidates, which I think surprised people. People were thinking Kevin Durant. People were thinking LeBron James or um, uh, Doncic. So I, you know, he was slept on as an MVP candidate. He is uh, one of the top candidates there now. So Embiid is having a great season. The Sixers have made a jump in the futures from where they were before. They are leading. The East right now, um, TBD, if it stays that way, they're not the favorites over the Nets, but they are uh, pretty close with the Nets and the Bucks for odds to win the East. So, yes, the Sixers are having a great season, uh, better than people expected, I believe. Um, Giannis's stats are down a little, so, yeah, that, knocks, that's, that was Chris's comments on Giannis knocking him down from the MVP uh, race for a little bit. Saying Lakers are load, load managing minutes with LeBron and AD, um, I do think that's true. Again, that that to me plays more into the futures betting for those two individuals more so than it does this particular game. Um, I think again they're they're going to play their hearts out for a Lakers Celtics matchup. But you know, this season as a whole, this is what LeBron has done for the past few years. It's gotten even more so toward right the tail end of his career. He needs that. He's older, doesn't bounce back from injuries quite as quickly. So, yes, on the season, they will be load managing minutes. The way I think about that is, you know, if that continues and their record, you know, maybe they're not the top seed in the West going into the playoffs, maybe they're the three, four seed or something, because um, they rest those guys. You know, I, I would not. I would not sleep on them in the playoffs just because they're managing in the regular season does not mean they're going to come out swinging when it counts. So something to think about for your futures bets there. Um, And his last commentary here is Celtics need an athletic wing off the bench. So, um, you know, Chris is saying, you know, who's going to step up, who's going to be that spot for the Celtics if they want to make a run. Um, We'll be interesting to see how they address that moving forward. So that is all of our NBA commentary. Uh, let's jump to college basketball. We are getting to the meat of college basketball season. Um, February is right around the corner, two days. What comes out February? March Madness. So we are getting into the heat of conference play, really deciding who the favorites are here, who's stepping up. Um, we're not going to cover futures today because I think we did it two weeks ago. Uh, not a whole lot has changed since there. Futures-wise, Gonzaga and Baylor are still leading the country uh, by far in odds to win the NCAA tournament. So you know, no no major futures updates, but we do have four um, ranked games for you coming today. Again, January 30th. First one is tipping off at noon, and that game is Bama and Oklahoma, uh, the football school matchup in basketball. Bama is actually having a great season so far. Um, the last time that Bama was was solid was with Colin Sexton. Even then, you know, he wasn't quite enough to carry that whole team. But they do look like they've had the best team that I've really seen Alabama have. They're a top 10 team, ranked number nine right now, uh, versus Oklahoma, who, you know, I think is you know, they used to be with Buddy Heald back uh, a few years back, you know, a, a contender of a team. Um, but this year they're, you know, just on a, a fringe top 25 team. They're ranked number 24. This game is a pick em, which is really surprising to me. I love Bama in this game. Um, they are, are, you know, again, having a season for the ages by Bama standards. 
Um, I really, I, I like them more than I like Oklahoma. Oklahoma has had a couple good, you know, top 15, 20 upsets over teams. Um, I just don't see it happening here. I'm riding Bama Pick'em. Uh, Chris is riding Bama Pick'em as well. Um, let's go to the next game. Game number two, a little uh, Big East matchup. Number three, Villanova at Seton Hall. This is a five-point spread in favor of Villanova. Uh, these two teams did play a couple weeks back, I think early, mid-January. Um, and it was a very close game, closer than people thought. Two-point difference in the final score there. Um, I think this one's going to be different. Uh, I, I truly think Villanova is the better team, and I, I try to keep my head on straight and not focus so much on you know, recent matchups. Um, you know, Villanova's had a couple close games, but... They, they are a top five team in the country. They have shown that in and out. Um, despite the close games, they find a way to win. Five-point spread, I think Villanova covers here. Uh, Chris is looking at Seton Hall to cover as underdogs. Okay, next game, Kansas at Tennessee. Kansas is the number 15 team in the country. Tennessee is the number 18 team in the country. Um, Kansas, you know, I guess you'd call this a down year for them. They're... they're no doubt a, a serious contender um, for the Big 12. Uh, obviously, Baylor is a very scary-looking team. But, you know, after them, Kansas and Tennessee both have a, as good of a shot as anybody. Um, so this should be a great matchup. But, you know, we're used to seeing Kansas as a top-five team, as a top-ten team. So for them to be at 15 this point in the season, you know, I, I'm not going to say they don't stand a chance because they, they do. The coaching they have is, is good. Obviously, a phenomenal coach. Good coach is unfair. Phenomenal coach. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens here. Hmm. Spread is three points for Tennessee. I'm deciding what I want to do here. Um, Chris has Tennessee minus three. Yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Tennessee as well. Um, I I think they have had a very very good team. They are deep this year. I like them. You know, as as a long shot to win the whole thing. Um, I'm going to take them, you know, they're one of the best teams at the sec. We're, you know, we already talked about Bama, but Tennessee is up there as well. Um, my gut says this should be more of a pick them and I should take Kansas cause they get three points. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to take Tennessee as well. Minus three. I just think they're a, they're a more complete team. Um, and they're going to come out swinging here. Okay. Chris and I are both on Tennessee minus three next game. My UVA Cavaliers are on the road at Virginia Tech. Um, this is a five-point game rivalry matchup. Um, Virginia Tech is the home team at Castle. Tech is plus five. Um, this is an interesting spot for me because I love emotional hedges. If you guys have listened to this podcast before, you know that I, I always enjoy um, betting on the other team that's playing my favorite team because regardless of the outcome, you feel like you win. Um, if you, your team loses, obviously emotionally you're upset, but you win money. If your team wins, uh, you don't care that much about the money because you beat your rival. Um, so normally I emotionally hedge here, but I truly think that, that UVA should beat Virginia Tech by double digits here. Um, the way UVA has been playing that they, you know, had a little skid, struggled with a couple teams, uh, early in the season, losing to San Francisco, um, getting blown out by Gonzaga. But in the past few weeks, they have really, really turned it on. Their offense looks great um, versus Syracuse. It looked good. 
We blew Clemson, who was the number one Ken Palm defense, out of the water by 35. Um, if that's the UVA team that shows up, they should win this double digits, no problem. So I'm taking UVA minus five. Chris likes Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech is having a great season as well. Um, I mean, Mike Young, I mean, I, I got to tip my hat to the guy. Phenomenal coach. They look very good. Their defense is, is looking good as well, which is why, and, and again, UVA is always known for defense. Love under 124 here, just as an aside. Um, but I got to take UVA. Chris is taking Tech. You know, the big thing for me, Tyrese Radford, I believe, is out. One of the major point scorers for Virginia Tech. Um, he is not going to play this game for some off the court stuff he has going on. Um, but you know, w- with that key contributor missing for tech, I, I don't know that they're going to be able to stop this UVA offense, which has shown they can shoot the three ball well, which is something they've struggled with in the past. Um, putting up points specifically, um, I take UVA here. Okay. That is the last of the picks for you guys. So we got some hockey picks, some NBA picks, some college basketball picks. Super Bowl next Sunday, a week from tomorrow. Um, Chris and I will have a full rundown of that game, Chiefs versus Bucks. Tune in next week. Should have the episode out Thursday or Friday. Um, yeah, this was Dirty Water Podcast episode 27. Today is January 30th. Thanks for tuning in. Bye.